This is Willie Scott. This is Indiana Jones, famous archaeologist. Well, I thought archaeologists were always funny little men searching for their mommies. Mommies. Dr. Jones found Noachi Komi. And he's going to deliver him now. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. That's right. Dr. Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you probably can't really do the short round bit without coming across as incredibly insensitive. Yeah, yeah, I considered it for half a second, and then I thought, no, that's a little, it's pushing the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I I appreciate that. This is episode 442. And tonight we're talking about, and you guys would laugh if you could see my notes, because I use one spreadsheet for my notes. I have notes for Leon the Professional, which we were supposed to do two weeks ago, the notes that I took for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and now this. So tonight, if I read this, it says, tonight we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune, the Last Crusade, and Leon the Professional. (laughs) But obviously we're only going to do one of those. We're just going to knock them both out tonight. I mean, I guess we... (laughs) Well, we probably could. I have the notes for it, but I don't have any of the clips. So there's that. Um, so we are doing Indiana Jones 2, the Temple of Doom, which is a prequel, which is weird. Uh, and I am Sean Ard, your host. Uh, joining me tonight is Andrew. Talk about heartburn, Jimison. Hey, what's up? <laughs> just, you know. Sitting here watching my human sacrifices, eating my snakes inside of a snake. Yeah. And it's, uh... brains. Hey, you know what I noticed? What's that? The first, for the first time watching this movie, because I've seen it like six jillion times. Um, I, there's like the Indian version of Duck Brown in this movie. Okay. He just doesn't travel with them or drive a DeLorean, but... He comes to the screen on the first, you know, his first shot, and I'm like, "Hey, that's like his Indian cousin." <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and making his uh, return, no Sam tonight. He's on vacation. We won't have Sam for a long time. Um, but making sabbatical. his return to the show, his summer sabbatical. Yeah, I mean, he's literally like vacationing for like five or six straight weeks. Uh, is Eric also has to grab the boobs for his hidden man cave? I didn't, I didn't word that very well. Has to grab the boobs for his hidden man cave woods. Yeah, I guess that works. Has to grab the boob? Has to grab, has to use uh, uh, the hidden man cave behind the boobs woods. I don't know. Something <laughs> about boobs in the man cave. You know, he has to grab the boobs and he pushed the statue and she's all like, okay. Oh, right I thought you were also talking about when he would reach down her dress for the, the antidote. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to your potatoes. Yep. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. So we had you on last time. Uh, so we announced a while ago that we were going to be doing all three of the Indiana Jones movies in uh, anticipation of the Dial for, of Destiny that comes out. I think by the time this episode will air, it'll be just in a couple of days. So um, when does when does Dial come out with that brand of Destiny? I don't know. So it would be good. They should market that. They sure. really should. 
I mean, the, just Indiana, just Harrison not? Ford washing himself with some dial. Yeah. It sells itself. It really wash, does. Washing the bad taste of crystal skull out of his mouth. Hey, Indy, what are you using? Oh, it's dial soap. Uh, it's yeah. the dial of destiny. Dial. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And we named the dog Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, so, Andrew, you said you've seen this like a gajillion times. And Eric, I, I know... So, we we established in Raiders that Raiders is your all-time favorite movie. Yeah. That's so, right. we're... And so, how many times have you seen this one? Uh, a gajillion times. Okay. But I finally saw it on the big screen for the very first time uh in february nice. and that was quite an experience to see it with an audience i was kind of like all right how are they going to react to all of the things that i've read that people hate or whatnot and uh-huh. let's see if uh and there was like a wide range of ages there from kids to um you know senior citizens and they just had a blast an absolute blast and i have a better appreciation for Douglas uh, Slocum's cinematography as well. And it's also interesting to see it on a big screen because the the effects themselves, the special effects, the visual effects, the 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 flaws in those effects, which you can see perfectly on you know your digital copy of of the movie, they're somewhat muted on the big screen. So again, having seen it a jillion times, I was really paying attention to see if those flaws were still there being projected on the big screen and, it, and they weren't and that was kind of interesting but it was it was a it was a great time to see it finally on the big screen because uh, my parents didn't uh, let me go uh, when it first came out and I was really upset really upset with them and uh, but yeah finally remedied that okay let me ask this question on the big screen do the elephant tusks look bigger <laughs> Because Everything looks bigger. <laughs> Did you guys see the elephant? I mean, surely you you saw it with the like mammoth tusks attached to its face. Like, is this the the Indies uh, elephant, the one yeah, that like helped when break they his get back to the real? Yeah, when you know Doc Brown takes him to the uh, <laughs> to the village, and he's telling him about the stones, right? Right. And, and they get on the elephant, and the elephant he's riding has these just humongous. And I don't think they're real. I think they're like attached to the elephant. I never really like an elephant. I didn't notice. I'm gonna have to take a look at my uh, my Indiana Jones Bible. See if there's any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you talking about the guy that's telling them the story? Like they sit yeah, down. Yeah, shaman. And the shaman. Yeah, the yeah, shaman. yeah. It's it's Doc Brown. Okay, so I got some fun trivia about that guy. It. Um, yeah. So do I. Let's see if you got if you got the one I was thinking of. So he can't speak English at all. He he can yeah. he can he doesn't speak a word of English. So his yeah. lines are delivered phonetically by mimicking Steven Spielberg, who was prompting him off camera. The pauses in dialogue were therefore not for dramatic effect, but rather waiting for his next line. <laughs> wow! Oh my God, you're right about the tusks. Yeah. Oh, you you found Big, a picture? Curvy tusks oh yeah look at that i guess you have to go go to our youtube and watch it there yeah really and i i just don't know that they're real because i don't think the asian elephants have tusks like that i always thought their tusks were smaller 
have no I idea. Know. I don't know enough about elephant biology to. I'm have... not, yeah, I'm not an elephantologist. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, guess that would. You, sorry. <laughs> like, that's what happens when you cross the elephant with the rhino. It's an elephino. There you go. There you go. Elephino. I like it. Sorry. I tried no, to make that more. Uh, uh, you know, flowing nicer into our segueing into but it's, I'm having trouble with words now. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys said both have said you've seen this each a gajillion times, probably all the way through from front to end. I've probably seen this movie four times, hmm. maybe three, including yesterday. And, and it's just because it's not I pro- now. If you take all of the times, like all the times I, I turned on to TNT when I was in high school and it was on, you know, bits and pieces there. I've probably seen it bits and pieces wise, maybe, you know, eight or nine more times. But usually it's always after he's already gotten to like the temple, right? It's always like once he's underground, it's never like the the opening scene. So like I've probably only seen that opening scene maybe once or twice, honestly. I, I don't remember. I don't remember hardly anything from it, really. So it's just not my favorite indie movie. And actually, gosh, I hate to say it. I think I've seen Crystal Skull more times more times than I've seen Temple of Doom. Oh. I think I really have. Because Crystal Skull, I saw in the theater. And then it was in the $5 bin, and I bought it, and then watched it again, hoping that it would be better from a home viewing experience. And then we watched it for the podcast. So I know I've seen it at least three or maybe four times. Anyway. My point is, is that this is an interesting movie, and Andrew's going to tell you exactly what it is, just in case you don't know what 1984's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is. Well, it's an Indiana Jones film. Um, sorry, I forgot about this part, so give me a second here. Yeah, it's fine. I'll, uh, we can vamp here. Half for the a... time, what happens is when you ask me to do the read, you never actually ask me to do it on when we get to the show. So I just quit pulling it up. <laughs> All right, here we go. In 1935, Indiana Jones is tasked with Indian villagers, oh, by Indian villagers, excuse me, with reclaiming a rock stolen from them by a secret cult beneath the catacombs of an ancient palace. Okay. Okay. Sure. There we go. All right. So um, I'd be interested to see where we go with this. Because, again, Eric, I know that you're a, a huge fan of this movie. And um, I actually really can't wait to talk about The Last Crusade because that's my favorite. And I, I, you know, I can't wait to gush over that film. But uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes. But we'll start off with our five-word reviews. Uh, Andrew. All right. Well... Uh, special effects haven't aged well, but still great. That's my review. It's not five words, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the opening number of this movie, the opening scene where we have the musical number, it makes it my least favorite Indiana Jones film uh, of the original three. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we just assume that. Crystal Skull just doesn't exist. Right, right. Um, but that scene alone, and I'm a music fan. Like, you know, that's what I do. That's my life. But I just found it cheesy. And then 
you know, we go into the inner side of the club somehow, and there's this huge, like, studio in there where she, I don't know, it just felt to me like I was watching the producers or something, which mm-hmm. I would rather watch than this, but uh, <laughs> than that scene anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still have a good time with this movie. It's very nostalgic for me because my dad and I would sit and watch these uh, Indiana Jones films uh, when I was probably my kid's age, which I don't know if that's too young to watch them, but I did anyway. Um, I watched this and, with my 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about that, about that age, but it was fun. It was, I always wanted to be an adventurer because of these films. And this one especially, I I liked because short round, you know, there was a kid, there was somebody in my age that I was kind of seeing it through that perspective. And uh, so, yeah, I just have a good time with it. I like it. It's okay. not a perfect film, but it's not bad. Okay. All right. Uh, what you got, Eric? I have one, man. It's George Lucas's best prequel ever. Okay. <laughs> I would have to agree. Uh, yeah okay um i like the idea of it being a prequel and i understand the reasoning behind that as much as everyone i think wanted to see marion back uh both lucas and spielberg even uh gloria katz and william hayek the the writers felt that they've already explored that so what they actually really wanted to do is was making indiana jones like james bond so there's a new Bond girl for each of those films and so now there's going to be a new indie girl every time we see a a new Indiana Jones adventure but what I really like about this is that uh, again with Willie one of the most controversial characters in the film is I mean from almost everybody that I talk to they just absolutely hate her because you know the screaming and all that sort of stuff but I find that she is um, refreshing I think Kate Capshaw plays Willie perfectly. Um, and she is the anti Marion. And Marion, Marion, mm-hmm. very uh, strong um, woman. Um, you know, she has her own business. She takes care of herself. She's, she, she can out drink these uh, uh, Mongolians or wherever yeah. she is, you know. Yeah. So she's, yeah. And that's what Marion is. And so Willie, Willie is again, going back to those Saturday afternoon serials of Spielberg and Lucas's youth. She is the traditional damsel in distress. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I like about Willie. I, I also think that, I mean, Kate Capshaw plays her, you know, it's the ditzy blonde and, and whatever. I have no issues with that. I think one of the, one of the really neat little moments that she has that just kind of signifies her character is during that anything goes sequence where she has to back up from the camera. She's already, she's making her way to the camera for her close up saying, singing anything goes. And then she has to work her way back up the stairs. And she has this little, this little trip. Um, She's trying to be elegant, but she trips up the stairs and kind of like, you know, resets herself and then heads back off to the whole tap dance number. And that kind of, that's Willie. Um, and I, and I, re- and I really like that. Um, and so it asked for the anything goes sequence. I mean, that's, I mean, Spielberg always wanted to do a musical. And so this was George Lucas's opportunity to say, Hey, Stephen, here you go. You've always wanted to do one. There you go. But I just think that 
the whole song just signifies exactly what this movie is. It's just anything and everything goes in this film, no matter how utterly ridiculous. And so to see that you're right, it's very jarring to see this in Indian Indiana Jones film, but it then sets up that, that sequence inside the bar and also gets to another aspect of Indiana Jones's character as kind of that uh, more James Bond persona that they wanted to explore in Raiders, but um, ditched and then decided to bring it back for Temple of Doom. And that whole opening uh, sequence, the dialogue is so quick. It's so good. It's so oh. well shot. It's one of my favorite dialogue sequences of all time. And this film is actually one of those movies that I just constantly just quote all the time. And having seen it in the theater with my buddy, he told me afterwards, he goes, man, I know you really, really love this film because for about half of it, all you were doing was whispering under your voice, all of the lines. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I mean, I hope it he goes, loved it. I love seeing that sort of stuff. And so I had no idea that I was just whispering everything, every line. And um, yeah, so it's one of my most quoted movies uh the one that i remember the most but that whole opening sequence just the way they shot it with the diamonds and the nirhachi and the, and the the coins and the way it sets up the suspense fantastic stuff so but yeah i think um what i think the the best thing about it this and raiders is that both of those films have a real edge to them last crusade loses it a bit and crystal skull just stinks but there's an edge to this movie. Um, Indy, I mean, sorry, Spielberg and Lucas are still quite young and they're willing to kind of go in different directions and they don't really care what the audience thinks. They're just, we're just going to make a movie and we're going to make the movie the way we want it. And so this film, much like The Empire Strikes Back, very dark, but also Lucas is going through a divorce. Spielberg has just broken up with his girlfriend. They are in just not the right mind, but they're just making the darkest, craziest movie they can make. And that's what I think is great about the film uh, and this and Raiders. Just there's a, there's a real gritty edge to it. And um, yeah. So, I mean, there's so much more I like, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I love it. I love it. It's super underrated, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't, I don't want to come on across as, as being a dick, but um, I d- disagree <laughs> with almost everything you said. <laughs> but I also don't have the nostalgia of it that you do, right? Like you've been watching this movie for years and years and years and years. And like I watched it one time when I was a kid and I didn't like it. I didn't, it was too dark for me. It was too scary. It was too gross. It was too whatever. It was too over the top, too unbelievable, which is still ridiculous to think that to say it's unbelievable, but the last movie, there's ghosts and things that come out of a box and kill Nazis, right? <laughs> um, I mean, that's, is, that is as, as unbelievable as this movie. And then the next movie is equally un, as unbelievable as that there's a knight that's 700 years old that's been right. hanging out in a, in a room by himself reading, I guess, the Bible for the 5,000th time um, and that the cup can bring back his his father. And I have thought about this over the years is why do we like Raiders and last crusade over the other two? And is it, is it because they have to do with Christian artifacts and the other two things, crystal skull and and this thing don't, is it, is it because we can relate to them better? I don't know, 
but that's something that I've thought about for for years. As to so. and you you do think so or you don't? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't even think Last Crusade. I mean, it's the MacGuffin has really no significance except yeah. when it comes to the end of the movie. It's really the father and son story of Last Crusade that makes it so great. I mean, Last Crusade's a, it is quite a retread of of Raiders. It plays everything quite safe mm-hmm. as well. But you were talking about you know all these mystical elements. What I think the Indiana Jones films do so well, though at least the first three, is they, is they kind of ground them. They make they make them seem believable, even though they are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like I get the idea that when you get into the Temple of Doom finally, and you know you see that human sacrifice and the guy's still alive after having his heart ripped out, you're like, oh my god, this black voodoo magic is is real and it's dangerous and it's scary and you know Indy is literally in hell and how is he going to get out of this? And so it it doesn't feel cheap. It 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 feels like you can trust the audience to kind of believe that this can actually happen. And that's what happens in these other movies. Um, you can believe that ghosts are flying around or someone gets their heart ripped out, or there's a 700 year old night. Sure. Um, just because I think they're just, they're so written. The, the scripts are so well done. And yeah, like I said, they ground these mystical elements into some sort of reality where you as an audience member are like, Oh, okay, I get it. And I and I'm I'm with you there on that. I I don't I don't really disagree with that. My my point was simply is that my experience is because like you're like really one of the few people I've ever met that's like I love Temple of Doom. Most people mm-hmm. are like eh, it's fine, it's fine. And like Andrew and I are saying yeah, it's good. It, you know I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I've seen it, but it it's there. Uh, so I've always just kind of thought like I wonder if it's because these other two things are Christian in nature, and it's because we mm-hmm. grew up with that, right? You know, if you're mm-hmm. a Christian, um, as uh, well, I shouldn't say the majority of our listening audience is because uh, we have a, a large contingent in India um, right now. Um, but I don't know. I've always wondered about that. Um, so I, I didn't like the music video because it's a music video. She's singing to the camera. And that mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable when you're singing to the camera. I don't know why. It's like, like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm impose like i don't know like it feels creepy to me it's just a me thing i know not everybody's like that i just like i don't even like music videos like regular music videos, when they sing into the camera it's like just back up a little bit just back up a little bit get away from the lens the camera guy yeah. doesn't need to hear you you breathe your breath um but it's it's I, I and again i had forgotten about it i just forgotten about that whole thing that the whole music video exists in the first place so that's it obviously how seemed almost like a dream sequence to me yeah, it's possible. Way. Yeah, well, and it's I I and I will say this: I do like that it's like there's this big gong and it's dramatic, and then there's mm-hmm. like this dragon and it's all smoky, and then out walks this beautiful blonde and she starts singing uh, in Mandarin, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and I really like that as an intro to the movie. It's like, oh, that's really different. But then it went too long. Is is my problem? I think it went about four minutes too long. Like the inter- credits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. It um, did make for a really great Lego Indiana Jones video game, though. <laughs> that is such a great game. You're I've right. I've not played those. I'll oh, have to check those out. It's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I'll check that. I'll, I'll get my yeah. son to watch it. You'll have so, fun with it. So, my son, so we've now watched all three, right? Because I actually watched Last Crusade thinking we were going to do that this week because of the time constraints. 
Uh, and he he is on my side. He he likes Last Crusade the best. But you have to give. Uh, but the main reason is because my son is at this age. Well, maybe that's not an age. My son is super into history, and the fact that the Nazis were there, like, and like India's punching Nazis and shooting Nazis like that. He's he's into that. So I mean, I know a bunch of Nazis die in in the first one, but uh, he really liked. He's like, wait a minute, is that actually Hitler? I'm like, well, it's an actor playing Hitler, but yeah, that's Hitler. He's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and Have you introduced him to the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? No, not yet. Oh, if he loves history, he's gonna love those. Yeah, I love wanted him to see the films. I wanted yeah. him to see the movies first. Um, uh, so, right, so so back to this one though. Um, so some of the notes that I took here. Oh, I haven't done my five reviews. I have I have three of them. Um. So lots of screams and bugs. <laughs> and to your point, Eric, you said that um, uh, that Willie, that she, uh, Kate Capshaw, was would perfectly portrayed Willie. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think she does a good job at doing the thing she was asked to do. Uh-huh. Um, she was tortured. I, yeah, she yeah. was essentially tortured. She 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 didn't even read the script. Yeah, like she she like because because there was one. Sorry, I'm gonna just interrupt quickly. There was one sequence where remember when she fell off the elephant? There's a whole sequence there where a boa constrictor comes out and kind of wraps herself around her, and then Indy has to tell her how to get the snake to relax, and she's supposed to rub the snake's head, and and the snake then relaxes and goes off. And but she refused to do it. She had a panic attack. She's like, I can't do this. And so Spielberg's like, Okay, fine, we're gonna cut that sequence. Um, but he's like, well, you still have to do the bugs. And she's like, what are you talking about? The bug? Yeah. And she didn't realize that she had to go and do the bug pit, which I think, uh, yeah, she was tortured, absolutely tortured in this movie, that poor girl. And she still went on to marry Spielberg anyway. So the, 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 <laughs> the trivia for that is for the bug chamber sequence, Kate was really covered with over 2000 insects. She took sedatives prior to the scene to get over her initial fear and claimed they definitely worked. I guess yeah. she means the sedatives. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd have to. And that scene wrecked my son. Like, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he could not handle it. I mean, he just, he looked at me and said, Dad, I'm sorry, but you're dead. I mean, he, he could not, because he, he was sitting on the other couch, right? He's on the other side. He's watching the movie. And all of a sudden, when Indy lights that match and those things start crawling on him, he got he ran over and he is sitting in my lap. This is a ten year old kid. He is in my lap and he's like, "Those are so big." And it wasn't just the cockroaches; it was those weird looking, like almost walking prey mantis. Yeah, yeah, those like walking stick things, like because they're just weird looking on her hand. Right? Yeah. Oh, hand. yeah. And she's holding it for like five minutes, yeah. screaming at it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to do, they had to do pickups because they um they wanted to do more with the the centipedes. Mm-hmm. So they're like, of course, they didn't bring back the actors. So it was all the dummies um, crawling up into the hair. And I mean, after you watch it a gajillion times, you can see all they're doing is just kind of like moving the dummy back and forth, right? Yeah. Like this. And, you know, it's, but it's still just, Ugh. it's icky. And that's yeah. why, you know, and the thing is, it's real bugs. That's why that works. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the ant sequence in Crystal Skull doesn't. Because they're CGI bugs. CGI. Who cares, right? You had real yeah. rats, you had real bugs, you had real snakes. That's why it works. That's yeah. why sequences work. Yeah, it, and yeah. I think that's why it does kind of terrify. Because I remember watching it as a 
10 or 11 year old thinking, oh man, I would bolt out of those places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, you have Indian short round about to get crushed by spikes. I just, I love the, the mm-hmm. added danger again, just like Spielberg and Lucas just spitballing and throwing everything at the screen here for you. It's like, oh, bugs, not enough. Let's crush these two. I love yeah. that whole sequence. Yeah. It's no, great. It- it's a great sequence. And yeah. one of my favorite moments is when we get to see the camera looking through the hole and Harrison Ford delivers, uh, he delivers this line. We are going to die. And the facial expressions that yeah. he makes are just like, he's overacting and I love it. Like yeah. I absolutely love it. <laughs> that, that whole scene. So I, I do like the scene again. It's, it's a great scene because it works, right? You hear the crunch when they're walking. It's, it's gross. Yeah. But yeah, my 10 year old couldn't handle it, which was, <laughs> which was funny. And my wife who is, um, I mean, she as as close to arachnophobia and she has that, right? I mean, we had a spider in the house the other day and it, um, she didn't see it and she picked up a blanket and it was on the blanket she was mm-hmm. holding. And of course oh. she drops the blanket and then runs into the other room. And then like, like I have to like, you know, calm her down or whatever. But like, anyway, bugs in this house, but it's like, man, I'm never going to get my son to go outside and play now. especially since he's seen that. <laughs> All right. My second five word review is open heart surgery without insurance. <laughs> and then my last one is fun but over the top. And to your point, Eric, where they're talking about you just throw everything at the wall and see uh, what sticks. They they really do. That last 30 minutes is relentless. Uh-huh. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's why I think I love it. I just love the escape. I love the... Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to cook through a couple of my notes here real quick. Um, Indy taking her as a hostage seems kind of out of character. It just that... You know, grabs her by the grabs her and sticks a pointy stick or whatever. It seems strange to me, but um, I don't. Again, maybe he's. With remember, this is a prequel, so maybe he hasn't. He's still early in his career of of doing archaeology thingies. He knows he's in hostile territory, so he has to do whatever he can. I mean, and remember the night before, Lao She's gangster friend tried to take Nerhachi from him. Yeah, so he's going to do anything and everything. And again, he thinks that Willie is. Lao's girlfriend mm-hmm. and so but he doesn't care yeah at first he kind of seems like he does but then he doesn't yeah so maybe that was just all part of the thing then the whole thing with the drink and the the poison and the antidote i this is this scene also i hate this scene because it's it's absolute chaos and it's basically a cartoon at this point we've we've gone into you know kind a man of, has yeah. been shot another man has been you know his hands broken we're threatening you with poison and we're going to do the bit where we're kicking the thing where we need the thing. It, like it turned into an earnest movie. And I, I really didn't, it, it, cause for a couple of seconds it worked, but it felt like it went way too long. And, um, but then you get to, you know, she puts the thing in her blouse. And so then we get to have the scene where Indy is like reaching into her chest to, to pull out the, the thing. So, you know, again, eighties, little, little casual, inappropriate touching is fine. Um, but then that leads me to the question of why even bring an anecdote if your plan is always just to kill Indy? If that was the plan, why even bring an anecdote other than to just mock him? Because, like, once they got the thing, 
they didn't need Indy. It's not like they needed, aha, we've poisoned you. Now give us the thing and we'll give you the anecdote. No, we they, have they the thing. The, they wanted the diamond back. He got Nurhachi. The payment was the diamond. Then they wanted the diamond back. Did you see the size of that thing? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. So well, that was that was the point of that. The give me the diamond, we'll give you the we'll give you the antidote, and you have like five minutes, or else you're done. But then, I, but then they didn't give it to him, right? Then it turned into that whole wacky uh, to do, right? Because right. because then, then he shoots his friend, and like it all it all goes to hell. So it felt like yeah. that was it was, it was just never a bunch of backstabbing and yeah games that are being played. <laughs> Watching it this time, I almost wondered if. If he really was poisoned, it's a like, good question. You could just you could just tell him he's poisoned. He would never know, right? Yeah, uh, right. Well, I mean, he would eventually. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, psychological so part would just kick in. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because then he just had the vial of Windex that he was like, "Hey, uh, here's your antidote." And yeah. I never thought that. he was actually poisoned. Because mm. there's and again, there's no. Not a lot of payoff other than the fact that we get to see him, you know, inappropriately grope a little bit. So, I don't know. This is kind of cartoony. I'm with you. And going back to the bugs, um, if you're listening in Nevada right now, I imagine that's what it's like to be in your state. Dan Aykroyd is in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun cameo I wasn't expecting. Um, also, how did they? How did Dan Aykroyd know to get three seats on the plane? Uh, because there was Indy, his buddy, and Shorty. Oh, the buddy! I forgot. Oh, about yeah. The guy yeah. Who, okay, you're right. I'm with you. Okay, see, I'm glad. That's why you're here. See, again, I ask questions in my script. I don't know the answers to, so that's why you're here to. <laughs> I got a question. Were we when the when the people are being lowered down into this pit after their heart has been ripped from them? Why is it spinning? It's like hell's toilet. Like it's the lava is spinning in a like a circle. There's a there is a so if you if you look and see there is a lava flow um, that so uh, from where the the people who are chanting to the kind of the ceremonial area. Yeah. There's a big lava flow. You don't get to see it uh, clearly, but that's part of the special effects. And I think that maybe underneath it, it's kind of flowing around. It's like one of those coin things you used to have in the mall. Yeah. yeah just for lava. <laughs> okay. All right. But it's a really, it's a really cool effect. Um, the guys at ILM loved working on that sequence. I bet so. Yeah. Yeah. So the scene where the plane, when the, the, the pilots jump out, which I feel bad for those pilots. Like, could you not have jumped out in a place less hospitable to yourselves than, yeah, than the Himalayas, right? <laughs> um, anyway. And uh, you know they would have died. Yeah, they probably died of exposure or something. Who knows? Well, I mean, you can even see, I know it's dummies when they throw the, the raft out, but you can even see them like, slam into the ground yeah bottoms yeah. of those rafts are not really no uh, all that thick so that no. scene this is literally when that scene's going on and then they jump out in the raft and then land and then they go through all of the crap that they go through right because it's like 
they slide down the thing and then they get to the dirt and then it's like okay we're safe no now we got to go to river my son literally says i feel like this is a little much (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's it's Uh, it's it's not as bad as three waterfalls and uh no again you're boring as all hell at least there's something happening right yeah and and that's i think i think the gag of them thinking it's over and then falling over the cliff is just freaking hilarious it, it um, is it is a funny gag you're, yeah. you're not you know we, we survive a plane crash yeah. to only have them and it was funny because my son picked up on it and i was wondering if he would some of the special effects because again george lucas is involved ilm is involved so they're buddies with star wars like so they're using some of the same special effects mm-hmm. so like when the plane explodes my son goes that's like the same explosion they use for a tie fighter I'm like yeah, it probably is it's possible and um and the same for the plane like when the plane like when the engines are dying or something it uses that that the very high pitched yeah it's the million falcon warming up yeah, yeah. And, uh, or or trying to trying to yeah. when he's trying to go to light speed and it's, yeah it's the same bit yeah and uh so oh yeah absolutely and uh and i and and andrew's heard it i i'm not gonna play it but like when we watch that um that zombie movie that Zack snyder zombie movie and they 100 used a star wars effect in that movie oh, i yeah. got so annoyed like at least if George Lucas is involved, like you're like okay, I get it, right? And like when they because George Lucas was a, an executive producer of Red Tails, which we we watched for the for the podcast, oh. and they use a lot of explosion, Star Wars explosions, and things like that. And it's fine because George Lucas is involved, but Zack Snyder, you don't get to you don't get to do that. <laughs> that annoyed me. Anyway, I almost I almost want to find it just so I can play it again. But Army of the Dead, right? Army of the Dead, yeah. Oh, Army um, of the Dead. That's yeah, I, I might look up look it up here while we're we're talking. Uh, let's see. Seems like an awful lot of effort to kill a guy. The the um, the whole sacrifice scene. I mean, I again, I know I know what they're doing, but it just there's a lot happening. Um, but that's okay. And the last note that I took, and then I guess I just put my computer down and just decided to enjoy the movie. Was do you think Steven Spielberg kept that cage thing around for some kinky stuff? <laughs> Although there was some kinky stuff that did happen on set. Uh oh. Um, Barbara Streisand, uh, Carrie Fisher, and Irvin Kirshner showed up to whip Indiana Jones while he was tied up to the rock. <laughs> really? And, and I think. Uh, what it was Carrie saying like this is for Star Wars this is for this and this is for that there is a video I'll show it to you guys after we're done here but they actually shot it and you can see what happens um and it's quite a joke um but it was like legendary and we didn't I had no idea that there was actually footage of it and I actually saw it recently someone sent it to me I'm like oh my god it actually did happen but I think those were the three that showed up and started whipping him for whatever as a as a gag so yeah that's funny Mm -hmm. i just so i did a search in my in my thing here for i couldn't find anything for army of the dead i couldn't find any of those clips oh it's probably yeah but when i typed in star wars i have under the movie hostage weird star wars noise what the hell is this 
Oh, that's yeah. what it is. That's the hyperdrive. Uh, yeah. no, it's the uh, no, it's the the noise when the um, not the anytime jawless. they're working on a droid. Well, no, it's for me. It sounds like the when when Luke is getting ready, when Han is getting oh, ready. Oh, the carbon, carbon, yeah, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's, that's exactly what that is. Like a yeah, compressor or um, yeah, a compressor or something like everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I can't find the other one, but that's fine. I'm not gonna not gonna worry about it too much. Uh, anything else we want to say before we play um, play the game? Oh my God. There's like a million things I can say. I know there is. That's uh, well. I mean, they kept restricting you. So you know, yeah, you know, Indiana Jones is named after a dog. Yeah. So short round. So really. Willy. So short round is named short after round. the writer's dog, and Willie is named after Spielberg's uh, dog. Huh. Um. The original premise was supposed to be a haunted Scottish castle. Ooh, I like that. Then I decided, nope, we're going to make it the Temple of Doom. And I'm having a feeling that the Scottish castle thing is what's going to happen in Dial of Destiny at the beginning. Um, They might have taken that idea. Um, And the Indian government wouldn't let them shoot in India after they read the script. So uh, they they kind of, uh, they didn't like the, they didn't want them to use the word Maharaja or Voodoo. So one of the production managers, I said, well, we've got this great location in Sri Lanka where they had like everything within a couple of miles of each other. They, I mean, the bridge they had to build, which was amazing. And they shot that all in one take and everybody, uh, like I think Lucas, George Lucas was behind one of the cameras. I think they had about eight cameras shooting that thing, but they had the, the river, the, all the, all the trekking stuff and all that sort of stuff. So they shot that all in Sri Lanka and said, screw you, India. Hmm. Um, and what's the other note that I had here? Well, I did learn that Spielberg oh, yeah. uh, is huge, hugely afraid of heights. So, like, right. he couldn't he couldn't go across that bridge. Whereas right. Harrison Ford's like do 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 the whole time. He ran it, yeah, all the time, just yeah. booking it. Yeah, um, said, yeah, one other thing: the Thuggy cult are in uh, Gunga Din. 1939 movie which is pretty much the inspiration for this one so the thuggies the murderous cult cool who actually existed Ooh, that's fun uh okay oh, and, uh, one other thing one other thing uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, scenes right. that were dropped from raiders that are in temple which is the shanghai chase the raft sequence the uh, mini tsunami water 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 and the minecar chase that were all supposed to be in raiders oh interesting I did like the minecart chase. I thought that for 1984, that looked really good and was yeah. really effective. And that is that is three different locations. I mean, they actually built the minecar uh, full scale, so those are actually they were riding it. Um, they also did stop motion, but they used a Nikon camera. I think it was Nikon. It's like one of the first times that someone had shot with like a very small. Uh, camera and uh, did frame by frame um, and then there's stop motion in that as well you see the the dummies um, especially there's a shot where the mine car tilts on its side and you uh-huh. see the silhouette of the three of them that's just all dummies um, I think that entire sequence is brilliantly edited absolutely brilliantly edited and the sound is amazing too um, 
uh yeah and i mean god i mean just from and i will say this this has the single greatest shot in any indiana jones movie in any indiana jones film and it's the moment after willie says hey let's get out of here and ford turns around and says right all of us and then the whole sequence begins with saving the children but there's that shot with indiana jones kind of standing in the entryway and they push a mine car right up towards him and the light on the mine car slowly yeah illuminates them and it's that classic spielberg push in just to uh, indy's absolutely pissed off face and of course you know then you cut and you see you hear the psh, 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 and you know the guard comes flying out but it's that shot it's that slow shot of indies like i've had enough of this we're all getting out of here and i think that's one of the aspects that i really really like about this movie it's really the only one where indy is a true hero mm-hmm. and he sacrifices fortune and glory for the children and saving the kids um, when he heard those children screaming after, you know, grabbing the, the, th- the three stones, he was just about to leave. He wasn't leaving without the kids. That, for me, as a dad, that hits hard now. And uh-huh. I think Indy doing anything for those children is, uh, that really makes him a true hero to me. Yeah. 100% agree. I absolutely agree with that. You're, that was a, that's a good Good call there. Um, okay, let's play. Oh, I got some clips. I have to play some clips before I do the thing. So you've already said the line, but I get to play it anyway. Wow, holy look! Class landing! Short round. <laughs> Step on it. Okie dokie, Dr. Joe's home with your potatoes. Run, there's a kid driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I did too. And for me, like my first time seeing him was, of course, Goonies. That was my. First oh, that's time interesting. Seeing, seeing him, so uh, for slick shoes. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, here's a little bit of her screaming. A boat! We're not sinking! I hope that it doesn't come across on the recording as awful as it did in my head. <laughs> no, it it definitely did. Okay, good. Uh, here's a little bit more of her saying things and the way so I love this scene because it's just chaos going everywhere and it's the scene where they're playing uh, they, they, they're making camp and like every animal in the in the jungle ever is like harassing her and they're leaving the two guys who are just playing poker and they're accusing each other of cheating and like Indy switches into again I'm not sure what he's speaking I guess maybe Mandarin I don't know but they're yelling at each other. But before that part, it just this his deadpan delivery just cracks me up. Find your uh, little bodyguard. I didn't find him. I caught him. What? Shorty's family were killed when the Japanese bombed Shanghai. He's been living on the streets since he was four. I caught him trying to pick my pocket. Didn't I, short stuff? What <laughs> is trouble with her is the noise. <laughs> <laughs> And, then, and that, that sequence is what got key the role. That's how he auditioned. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love the video, by the way, of, of Harrison Ford at like a rope line. And then he walks up behind him and like surprise, like it's an adult now. Like this yeah. is after he's won his On Oscar. Red carpet somewhere. Yeah. And like he comes up behind him and they just embrace and hug. It's like there's real affection there. I, I really think it's great. It's, it's yeah, really super sweet. Yeah. Um, 
So when I captured this, I, I fully intended to embarrass Andrew a little bit. So this is an audio recording that his wife sent to me. Apparently, this is what Andrew said um, on their honeymoon the first time they were going to, you know, consummate the marriage. Andrew said, Sneak surprise. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, uh, little strange there, but... were microphones in that room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've already played this one, but I'm going to play it again. We are going to die. Uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't not get. Balima. Balima. Balima Shakti so when I went to say goodnight to my son last night, I was like, <laughs> and I was reaching for his chest. He was like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another cool piece of trivia about that actor. Um, so he shaved his head for the role. And then, like, was like that. That role made him pretty famous, especially in Indian films. And so he stayed with the shaved look to to be a bad guy in for films for the his rest of his career. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Question about him, real quick. In the scene where they're hanging from the the bridge after Indy cut it right, and the stones fall out of the or burn out of the the satchel, the the man purse. Um he catches one and it burns his hand, right? And it causes him to drop it. How come when Indy grabs it originally doesn't hurt his hand? And then when he catches it after the other guy has held it, it doesn't burn his hand. Is it like, well, cause I think he's, um, well, because the stone, I don't, I don't, I want, I don't understand why the, they burn in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe it had to do with whatever Indiana Jones was, was chanting. And then, of course, the diamonds start to glow. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they're really together, they get super uber-duber hot. But, of course, like two have already fallen out, right? So maybe... I don't know the explanation. What I want to know, though, is that since he burned his hand, is he no longer under the curse of the thuggy? So did he fall to his death as a normal man? (laughs) Because in order to... um, stop the curse or stop whatever's happening yeah, you have to be burned yeah. and uh and that's another that there was this actual scene um that was cut where one of the guards has his foot uh burnt by lava by a lava flow when short rounds um uh, one of the slave children and he sees uh, and there's also the eyes were supposed to glow uh yellow all of the thuggies were supposed to have like kind of glowing eyes and then when that happens, the the glow disappears, and that's how Short Round figures out how to save Indiana Jones. But they they cut it out. Mm. I think it's in the novelization, and it's in the comic book. I know that. Okay. Uh, last clip I have here. This is after Indy has saved Willie, and she slaps him. But the sound <laughs> effect that they use is just incredible. Yep. Willie, Willie, wake up. Willie, Willie, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> that is an open hand slap. That sound. I mean, it's Ben Burt special. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Just that's a slap. I mean, hit that side of beef. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right, now we're going to play our game. This, of course, is our game that we call, Hey, Did You Notice? This is where Andrew is going to ask us a handful of questions of things did we notice in the movie. And we'll go back and forth. If you get, get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, your opponent or the opponent gets to chance to steal. And uh, we'll let the guest go first this time. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, Eric, I fully uh, imagine that you're going to answer all these questions correctly. So Probably, yeah. maybe not. No, no, no. You've got this. So all these questions for this week are number-based. Oh, no, okay. bummer. I was really hoping you are going to say, what was the name of the club? And I was going to say, Club Obi-Wan. Okay, well, actually, that was one of the questions. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> you said you they're just, all numbered. You just use it. Uh, and, and I was going to say that uh, one was, uh, you know, oh. one. But oh, it's okay. Geez. It's okay. Do I it's get fine. credit for that one? Do I get a win a point? Sure. We'll give you credit for that one. All oh, right. Okay. So I want to ask that question. I'll move on to question number two. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i wrote it See, no clearly, actually that was going to be the last question but that's okay clearly we don't um, uh ahead of time that's okay all right so number uh, eric here's your question in the club at the beginning a uh, club obi-wan by the way at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> when the diamond is dropped on the floor how many times is it kicked oh my god the ice bucket lands and it's mixed in with the ice I'm going to say six. Sean? I'm going to say it's got to be a ridiculous number. It's like 15. It is five. Uh, really? Five only times. five? Only five. Yeah. Well, like we way see. more. It's well, I guess, I guess if you count, also the vial gets kicked around. So I guess. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I didn't okay. count the vial, just the, just the diamond. Sure. Um, so the as vial, they the leave the vial of club, destiny. Here's your question, Sean. As they leave the club, and they are headed to the plane. What is the hangar number Ooh. where the plane is parked? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, this is what he does. Um, 113. Eric? That's a, that's a good guess. Um, 38. Hangar number three. Three, yeah, okay. Yeah. We both had three in our answer. Wow. All right, Eric, this is your question. How many eyeballs were in Willie's soup? Three. Sean. Four? It is four, yes. Wow, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you see, they all float up and then it cuts away. I so would have said four. I would have said three. Had had I gone first, I would yeah. have said three. So if you watch it, she has to dig really hard because they're all stuck on the bottom. And yep. so that's how they that's how she was supposed to get them out and they all are. That's actually a pretty good gag. <laughs> that grossed up my kid. My kid. Oh Honestly, my the part that it's... I thought was going to gross him out, the monkey brains, he didn't care about. No. He was like, well, you don't say anything. Yeah. I think the live Still. eels were nasty. Oh, nasty. Yeah, but... Especially when that guy's putting them in the mouth. Yeah. Where like, I look like when he, the one gets flicked and it makes like this horrific sound. This <laughs> sound. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's great. All right, Sean. Here's the last question. How many soldiers are on the rope bridge with Indy before he cuts the, the bridge? 
I do know that they're all dummies that have like battery operated arms and legs so that they would wiggle when they fall. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say eight, four on each side. I was going to say eight. eight as well. Well, don't say eight, Eric, because Sean's already said that. And that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Seven? It is nine. Oh, it's oh, nine. You should have gone the other way. Yeah. yeah, four on one side, five on the other. Huh. So there you go. There's wow. our game. That was fun. great. Oh, and so. as a trick question, the club is named Obi One, but W A and not O N E. There you go. There's That's your number of questions. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat Roach, of course, is the the guard, and uh, yeah, he was the same guy who played two roles in Raiders. He was the he was the big guy what got ed up by the helicopter the yeah he was one of the Sherpas in the uh, in the Raven bar mm-hmm. fight. I think I know why I like the other two more than this one, and it it has to do with the other characters in the movie, in the movies, besides <laughs> Indiana Jones. I don't know. I just don't like. I'm thinking about this one. I, I really, you know the. The actress does a fine job, uh, but the character it's it's just kind of I don't know doesn't do it for me. I, think that's I, I, I also think much. it's it's so contained, right? In in only three locations, yeah. Um, where the other ones are globe trotting adventures, with the exception again of Crystal Skull, doesn't really they go to what Peru or wherever, and that's it. That yeah. it's it's kind of like in the United States, and that's it. And they, the globe trotting aspect of Last Crusade and Raiders. I like, and I hope that's what they're doing in in Dial of Destiny. So, so. Yeah, more more travel by map. Yes, be. absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. More map music. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I I did like that John Williams in this. Um, he, so he creates the. We still have the Indiana Jones theme, and then we have the Temple of Doom theme, which is like that march. children. Yep. Yeah, it, which is very, very close to his Olympic fanfare a little bit there. But anyway. Um, same year, yep. Oh, it was? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. He was in a mood. So <laughs> I do like how he modifies it, right? So like when we meet Short Round for a little bit, there's like an Asian feel. And then when we're like in the temple, there's a little bit of a, like a sitar Indian kind of feel. Like he, mm. he changes the instrumentation based on the locale, which I thought was really cool. But it's still the same theme. We get, you know, not very brassy um, all of the time. I, I kind of enjoyed enjoyed that. But um, anyway, John Williams did the music, and of course, it's, it's great. It's, yeah. uh, it's really great. Uh, but I'll, and I'll say this to your point, Andrew, also, why I like probably, you know, uh, Last Crusade, because Last Crusade is funnier, in my opinion. You know, you, in this movie, most of the gags are at the expense of Willie. Whereas in, or short, pers- or short, a little bit short round, but he's making some of the jokes too, you know, like when he's yelling at Indiana Jones, like you make me poor, I don't want to play with you, like like yeah, when he's, when, there's there's some fun bits there. Whereas like in 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 Last Crusade, he throws a Nazi out the window of the blimp, and then he looks around, and everybody's like freaked out, like why he just punched this guy, and he goes, no Get ticket, off my blimp, yeah, oh, yeah, Get <laughs> off my blimp. <laughs> 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 um. 
but he but you know then he says no ticket right and then everyone yeah. like pulls out their ticket oh i got my ticket and the funny thing is is like when i watched it again and i'll mention this if we do this movie um but my son he 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 knew that was gonna happen he knew that bit like as soon as he's walking around and he saw indiana jones walk out he goes he's gonna ask for his ticket and he's gonna throw him out because he's not gonna have a ticket and then the instant we met elsa schneider uh, he goes, she says, Dr. Jones, and they turn around. He Teclan goes, she's a bad guy. I'm like, what? I mean, she was on camera. I mean, it might not have been the instant. It might have been about a minute and a half of film time. Hmm. He's like, she's she's going to be a bad guy. She's working for the Nazis. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, oh, yeah, she's a Nazi. You can tell. <laughs> okay. Uh, glad you oh. could tell. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten. Zero to ten. This is gonna be interesting because I got a feeling we're gonna be uh, kind of far apart on this one. We'll find out. Let's see, Andrew, what you got? Well, um, IMDb score is a seven point five out of ten. Um, I'm gonna have to go a little higher for if for nothing else for nostalgia. Um. But it's just a good film. Like I still have fun with it, even though it is the darker one. Um, I love short round. I, I love the, you know, the antics that they get in the two of them, uh, and I love the danger about this one. But I do like the others better. So I'm gonna put this one at about just. Let me just go a seven point nine out of ten. All right, that's uh, it's pretty good. What you got, Eric? Um, if, if Raiders is a perfect film, in my humble opinion, then all the other ones have to be lesser than, um, but I love this movie and, uh, it's my second favorite Indiana Jones film. And much like Raiders, I could watch this at any given moment in any language at any time. So Raiders is a 10 out of 10. I'll give this one a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, I'd love to give it a 10, but nothing is good as Raiders. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Um, I don't like it as much as either one of you, and uh, I think that's pretty evident as from our conversation. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I just don't love it. It's fine in my opinion. And the fact that I've only watched it three, maybe four times is again, evidence of that. I'll, I'll go rewatch last crusade, you know, tonight. Cause uh, I don't even know if I told the listening audience I'm moving uh, again. <laughs> this will be the sixth time I have moved since starting the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. All uh, right. So that one, two, one, two, Three, four, five. This will be my fifth time I've moved since starting the podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so next week there probably won't be a show next week because I don't know where I'll be, where where I could record from. Uh, With that, with that having been, he's actually in witness protection. (laughs) It's every. It's all been job related. It's all job related. Wow. So, um. I, you know, between my, me and my wife, this time it's my wife's fault. Uh, the, other, <laughs> the, other, the other times are my fault. 
Uh, anyway, where was I going with that? I was I was saying that for a reason, but I don't remember what the reason was. Anyway, um, I'm going to give this movie, I don't, I don't know, it's six and a half. I, I just, I, it's fine. Well, my point was this. My point was this, where I was going with it, is that literally when we hang up from this call, I have to break everything down and put it in a box or put it somewhere so we can, you know, I have to take the desk apart tomorrow and all that stuff. So I would rather watch Last Crusade while I'm doing that work than than this movie. Is I think the point that I was trying to make uh, badly. <laughs> anyway, but that still, you know, it still gives it a seven. Po- I can't give it a six and a half. That's that's too round of a number. How about six point six? What does that do for us? Yeah, this would give it a seven point eight three repeating. That's a pretty good number. So that's uh, I mean, that's that's all right. That's that's in the realm with movies like. Um, like seven point uh Star Trek Beyond. And oh my god. The menu. Oh, I like that's insulting. Well, well I did like the menu. Yeah. It's pretty good. And the accountant. These are all kind of seven point eight ish kind of movies. Yeah. So you know. I don't it's know what I low ball things. I don't know what Sam would have said on this one. It'd be interesting to hear hear his opinion I think he on it. He would have said ten. I don't think he would have. The only Guaranteed. time I've ever, every movie he's ever given a 10 to was Jurassic Park. So just write down 10. I'll ask him tomorrow. And it gets we'll out of that Star Trek Beyond <laughs> territory. I like Star Trek Beyond. It's my, <laughs> it's my favorite of the JJ films, which is not a JJ film, but the, the Kelvin universe. Uh, it's the, the Fast and Furious of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the director of Fast and Furious, is why, you know, right. yeah. yeah. The, that way that joke works. Anyway. That's it. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Eric, please tell our listeners where they can find you and your work in the 25 years of podcasts you've been doing. Yeah, 26. 26. Well, we, won't, we, won't, we won't. Who's counting, right? Yeah, not anymore. Um, uh, yeah, cinematicsound.net. Uh, I, I've got a, an announcement coming up later on, maybe the next couple of months. Uh, we're expanding our, our reach, which is going to be... Um, interesting um so yeah that'll come soon and uh but yeah we're doing a lot of still a lot of shows and um i'm I'm kind of like slowing down a bit during the summer just to kind of take a break but uh there's a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening so i'm really looking forward to uh to getting into those things so but if you want film music um soundtracks video game music tv music then head over to cinematicsound.net do that very thing. And while you're doing that, also go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you'll find links to all our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, join our Discord, and you can chat with us there as well. Uh, like I said, no show next week. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do when we come back from my little uh, moving break. I don't have a movie on schedule. So... Uh, maybe it'll be Last Crusade if I can get Eric to come back in a few weeks. Who knows? Um, if we want to do that, so uh, it would be fun to kind of just do back to back uh Indiana Jones movies for, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but anyway, in uh, thank you so much for listening. That's our show, and I'll simply say, uh, on behalf of Eric and Sam and Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. I guess next week, but next time. Thank you.
This is Cheap Seat Reviews.